0: Hello. You are joining me for episode 252 of the Blended Family Podcast. And today we've got an essential oil expert, Dr. Z is coming on the show. I think it was a long time ago, a few years ago, I featured somebody about essential oils, but um, in this episode, we go a little bit deeper. We take a deeper dive into the history of the oils, and there's just lots of good tips and information in this episode. You know, I think right now, we're all kind of looking for natural ways to get healthy. I know I am. That's why I've cleaned up my diet, and I do chiropractic, and I do anything I can do to stay off of pharmaceuticals and i think that essential oils are just another method and it's not just what people think like oh it smells pretty yeah it smells beautiful but there are medicinal reasons also to use essential oils it's not just for aromatherapy which is also great Um, and then also with covid right now and all of the immunity challenges that we have Uh, Because a lot of people have been quarantined, when they do go back out, you're going to have a weaker immune system. So that's just, again, another reason to incorporate essential oils into your life. So I really do hope that you enjoy this episode. Last week, we spoke to Darla DeMauro, and she was helping us out with some organization. And I like to feature shows like these in January because it just gives us a good head start for the year. So if you missed that one, go check it out. As far as next week, I honestly haven't a clue yet. I haven't gotten that far. Um, The current events in the world Uh, and in America have got me just a little unfocused lately as I'm sure you guys as well and so uh, there will be a show just haven't figured out what it is yet Um, and I'm just kind of gearing up for a kid weekend right now waiting for the kids all to get here my oldest daughter just turned 20 this week which is so hard to believe um But yeah, so she'll be coming over. And so I don't have a lot of announcements today. Uh, The only thing I did want to remind you is to please, please join my mailing list. I do not want to spam you. I don't sell your information. But there is a chance that I might be moving platforms. I do not want to abandon you on Facebook. But uh, Facebook's under fire right now. I'm not really sure what's going to happen. And I'm not altogether happy with the platform anyway. And so if you join my mailing list, I just at least have a way of contacting you and letting you know if something does get shut down uh, or I have to move. So that is blendedfamilypodcast.com slash subscribe. You'll also get a quiz when you join and you will get hopefully monthly newsletters depending on how consistent I am. I haven't been very good on that, but you'll be the first to know if I have any news or information to put out Uh, and you'll also be entered in to win any giveaways that I do Uh, when I do these random giveaways sometimes it's books soon it's going to be merchandise still working on that but that will be in the future that will be the giveaways so join my list that way you always have a chance to win so that is all for today please like subscribe to the show share it with your friends and come back and see me next week Enjoyed this interview after a quick word from this week's sponsor, Nacho Kids. Step-parenting can be so hard. You know, I always say that step-parents have the most challenging role in the blended family. If you're a step-parent, I bet you know exactly what I mean. One of the biggest hurdles is knowing when to step in and when to step back. Finding our footing, our place in the family can be so overwhelming And often leads to so much frustration. Lori and David Sims learned a different approach worked for them. And they formed the Nacho Kids Academy as a way to share what they learned over the years. And their tools and resources have helped so many families. To learn more about the Academy and its creators, go back and listen to an interview when they were on this podcast at blendedfamilypodcast.com slash 195. That is episode 195. When you become a member of the Academy, you're going to get 24 video courses in the course library with a new one added each month, a minimum of two group Q&A coaching calls each month, an anonymous community where David and Lori are both active daily, one-on-one coaching discount packages, a private journaling feature, weekly nacho newsletter, and month-long challenges. And if you use my promo code BFP... You'll receive $20 off your first month, so you have nothing to lose. Head on over to NachoKidsAcademy.com today and use promo code BFP. I'm here with Dr. Eric Zelinski today, and he's the author of the national bestseller, The Healing Power of Essential Oils and The Essential Oils Diet. Dr. Z has pioneered natural living and biblical health education since 2003. Trained as an aromatherapist, public health researcher, and chiropractor, Dr. Z started naturallivingfamily.com in 2014 with his wife to help people learn how to use natural remedies like essential oils safely and effectively. Now visited by more than 3 million natural health seekers every year, naturallivingfamily.com has rapidly become the number one online source for biblical health and non-branded essential oils education. Welcome to the show, Dr. Z.
1: Well, Melissa, thank you so much for having me. I'm really, really excited to be sharing this topic with your community. Families need essential oils, so can't wait to get started.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I totally agree. I've been passionate about essential oils for over 10 years. Um, I'd love to know how you got started in essential oils. How did this come to you?
1: You know, I got to bring my wife. Um, I got to tell you, um, A lot of guys, and and this is speaking to the men out there and speaking to the ladies who may be married to, living with, have a loved one who's a male who's not into the essential oil thing. I was very much against the essential oils at first. I mean, seriously, I'm not going to go play beach volleyball with my guy friends smelling like ylang-ylang. I mean, they're going to take my guy (laughs) card away. You know what I mean? So that was a stigma. It really was. It was like smelling fruity and florally because my wife has been a walking aromatherapy necklace and, and diffuser since I met her. And she would, you know, do her thing. I mean, it's after shower, before bed. She did her thing, and I never really gave it two thoughts because my own healing story um, was was really birthed in prayer, fasting, meditation, um, nutrition, supplementation. Like I, my own transformation had nothing to do with essential oils. So fast forward to getting married. And, you know, my wife did her thing. She kind of like do what a lot of wives do and just like, you know, drop her seeds and hey, you you ever thought of this or thought of that for this sort of thing? Well, it was because of a professional reason that I was introduced to essential oils in a more profound manner, a client at the time, because I was a public health researcher. I was writing white papers and um, getting published in medical journals and one of my client's commissioned me to write a series of public health reports on the therapeutic use of essential oils. And part of my job was to now read hundreds of research studies about the therapeutic efficacy and about why these things actually work and what they are. And I was like, okay, what is this stuff? I mean, it really was that. It was even in my own faith story, you know, faith, I still have to see to believe. Like I, I My blind faith only goes so far as my brain allows me to believe that. And I had to believe this stuff. And once I saw the research, I was like, okay, I'm in. And then I really went to my wife and she kind of taught me some stuff. And I'm like, okay, this is really, really cool. And then just being my nature of who I am, I just took it to the nth level. And it's just been so much fun. It's been about seven years now since my, I guess, my essential oil conversion. And it's been wonderful. You know, I just finished literally yesterday. Um, writing our third book the essential oils apothecary that's coming out and it's just one of those things where I'm just full full of information and full of passion because I'll end with this I guess the long and the short of it is why well why am I even excited about it is because yes my gut issues and I had suicide um, suicide ideation that I struggled with uh, depression anxiety um, just I was a wreck emotionally mentally I was addicted to narcotics and I was an alcoholic smoking a pack of cigarettes a day. I was, again, I was a wreck. I I did not have essential oils in my arsenal when it came to my own healing story. But here's the thing that I lacked. And I have been lacking this ever since then until I met essential oils. I didn't have a medicine cabinet. So aches and pains and, you know, tummy issues and little infection or athlete's foot or a pimple or I want to sleep better at night or I just want a boost of a mood issue. You know, whatever it might be, I didn't have a medicine. Like my medicine cabinet was just empty, literally empty. And so having that at my disposal just opened up my eyes like, wow, this was a missing piece to my natural health regimen, like essentially to say essential oils completed me, I don't think is cliche for me, my nutrition, my exercise, my work-life balance, like all that stuff, my spirituality I've been working on, but I didn't have that one little, that one little thing that really ached me because when I had a whatever, an allergic reaction to whatever it might be, I don't know what to do. So I just literally grinned and buried it. And I I did what a lot of guys did. I didn't take medication. I just suffered through the pain. Well, now I don't have to suffer through any things anymore.
0: Wow. That is an amazing story. And I can totally relate. I know when I first learned about essential oils, I was the same way. I was like, how could this little oil replace this medication, which we're taught in America or in the Western civilization, civilization, we're taught that pharmaceuticals and medication is is best. And really what I've learned over the years is that it really just band-aids the problem and it doesn't really treat the cause. And I always like to get to the cause of the problem, but I know essential oils go way, way, way back in history. And so, you know, I'd love for you to share a little bit about that because I think it's important for people to realize that. You know, I feel that God put that on the earth for us. And why are we creating fake medications when there's real medication here? So can you talk a little bit about the history of essential oils?
1: Yeah. And you know, you mentioned God. There's a there's a Bible verse. It's kind of become our, our theme verse when it comes to why essential oils, right? Again, this why, why this instead of that is in the book of Revelation. John writes, the leaves of the trees are the healing of the nations, right? Talking about the New Jerusalem we're talking about the hereafter. Just that concept, the leaves of the trees are for the healing of the nations. That is all that our ancestors ever had. And so the problem is people don't see... And because it's really been, it's been a wonderful, it's been a wonderful journey through life using essential oils and plant-based medicine like herbs and resins and incense throughout all history. But something happened and that was about the mid-1940s, really when the advent of the antibiotic came. Because most people don't realize before the antibiotic, what did people do? What was combat medicine, World War I, World War II? We're talking the medics in the World Wars had essential oils and their medic kits on the front lines of the war to help fight gangrene. We're t- you know, that's what they used. Why? Because that's what worked and that's what they had. And then the antibiotic came, which I'll tell you, is convenient. I mean, it's, it doesn't go bad. It does, it's not messy. It doesn't smell. We can mass produce it. It fits in a little bottle. You know, I mean, just like essential oils do, but, you know, you're not going to like drop a bunch everywhere. And so it, it, it replaced really the time intensive labor that was and always has been herbal and essential oil medicine. But just remember, though, essential oils are plant based medicine. And I think that's the key. And, and the best analogy and something I want people to know is that chemists, and pharmacists, especially you know the pharmaceutical companies and medical companies, they don't come up with chemical structures in a vacuum. It's not like a chemist wakes up having an epiphany, a revelation that says, oh, let's combine these nitrogen atoms and carbon atoms and hydrogen in a certain way to make this drug. No, I mean, the chemical composition that they base all the drugs from have a starting point. And the starting point are essential oils, are what are in the plants. A perfect example is willow. Our ancestors have been using willow bark for thousands of years as an analgesic, as a painkiller. Well, there's, there's a chemical known as salicylate. Well, when you we chemically manufacture that, synthetically produce it, put a white shiny pill on it, it's called aspirin. And so that's it. And so it's not woo-woo. And you know, as a Bible health educator, that's our biggest opposition is all these different healing mechanisms. You got energy healing, you got crystals, you got all kinds of stuff. A lot of folks in the church really were hesitant from using essential oils because they didn't know what to do. They were like, "Well, is it something safe for a Christian to use?" And that's really been my biggest uphill battle, by the way, is educating Christians to be open minded to non medical ways of of healing. So. What are essential oils? Well, technically speaking, they are volatile organic compounds. They're the aromatic components, volatile meaning they readily evaporate, organic meaning they're carbon based. They're volatile organic compounds that are readily emitted, and they're the aromatic compounds that are in plants. So when you put your nose into a rose, those are when you smell something, right? When you have that aroma, that is when the essential oil is being emitted into the air. And there's a couple of things about that, why that's important, is because essential oils are not really essential, normally oils. And let me explain that for a minute. Something essential is required for life. Right? That is what in, bio, in biology we consider a primary metabolite, your carbs, your proteins, your vitamins, your minerals. Like if you don't, rob, if you don't consume, no, you will die. But there's another set of compounds known as secondary metabolites. Those are your polyphenols that are rich in antioxidants, your bioactive compounds, which include essential oils, and fiber. You don't need these compounds to live, but if you don't consume them or use them, you will not have a good, healthy immune system. So that's where essential oils are not necessarily essential, but... The people that use essential oils and name them, they consider them the utter essence of flavor and odor. That's why they call them essential. But oils, this is an interesting thing for many people to know, they're not oils. Like They're not fatty residue. When, when you put a drop of essential oil on your hand and then you compare that to olive oil, completely different. But what essential oils are, they're lipophilic, they're fat-loving, hydrophobic, water-hating compounds, which means they readily dissolve in fat. Why is that important? Well, when you apply essential oils on your skin, they're transdermal, which means they penetrate right into your bloodstream, into your cell. They cross the blood-brain barrier. There are very few drugs on the market that can even do that. So the body knows what to do with these essential oils. And because they're volatile, because they evaporate, they're airborne, right? And everyone is now aware of this now. No one was talking about airborne particles a year ago. Well, thanks to COVID, everyone's talking about airborne particles. Essential oils are airborne. They're volatile. What does that mean? When the chemicals interact with your nose, when you inhale them, that stimulates the olfactory system. First of all, now you breathe them into your lungs and your respiratory system gets them throughout your body. So now you've got these chemicals throughout your body just by breathing them, and then you get them on your body if you apply them on your skin because they get in your bloodstream. Well, if you want to directly impact your brain, the best, quickest way, you don't pass go, you go right to your brain, is through the olfactory system. And your olfactory system is directly connected to your primal mood, your emotions, your memory, your autonomic function, which is through the limbic system, where your hormones, your heart rate, and your blood pressure are monitored. All this through smell. So that's why essential oils are so powerful, is because they, they trigger the healing power of smell, they trigger the autonomic system, they trigger the limbic system in the brain immediately, and then if you use them in the way that we teach people to ingest them properly, put them on their skin, now it's just total systemic body healing. And so ultimately, like you mentioned, earlier on, they're natural, and this is something I want to leave people with. Studies have shown that applying essential oils, for example, on a male abdomen, which was a wonderful study done about 15, 20 years ago, like this was the landmark study that just opened up our idea, our notion of the power of what happens with these chemicals is applying um, a very highly diluted, we'll cover that in a minute, diluted lavender solution over an abdomen of a of a male patient, and they they tested his bloodstream. They tested the chemicals in his blood. They detected the essential oils relatively immediately. So they detected that essential oil compounds were in his blood. Within 20 minutes, the full concentration of the essential oils were in the blood, but after an hour and a half, they were gone. That there's gone part is the most important part. Essential oils are completely metabolized by the body. What does that mean? The body uses them up. The body knows what to do with them. There is no drug on the planet that can that can boast that because every drug is toxic in one level or another to the body and the body then either excretes it out, you pee or you poop it out, or you store it in your fat cells, but the body cannot completely metabolize drugs because they're unnatural and there is no truly, truly mechanism to be able to process that stuff. So... There's more things to talk about this and why that's applicable and what that means to us, how we use them, but that's also why you can't use essential oils like you do 24-hour DEET spray because there's no chemical surfactants putting this stuff on your skin for 24 hours. No, you got to use them every couple hours, right? So there's a lot of practical things around that. That's why the science guides us how to use them. But the bottom line of all of this is God gave us these precious-, plant-based comp- these precious plant-based compounds in the leaves and the roots and the trees and the blossoms and the rind of the citrus fruits for our benefit.
0: And no side effects is the best part because we all know when we take pharmaceuticals, there are thousands of side effects that are listed and that, you know, we know that that happens. I've never taken a pharmaceutical without at least one or two side effects. And so, um, and I can attest to the fact that essential oils, there are no negative side effects at all, only positive. So oh, we can I make now- a note
1: to that? Just, yeah. just a note. Um, yes, but you have to use them correctly. Right? That's the key. You just can't be drinking bottles of lavender like people do online and be like, hey, let's drink this. And it's also important to note that some people may be allergic to the compounds and essential oils. So that's something you need to be aware of. Just because you might have a negative reaction doesn't mean it's a bad oil. Maybe, and this is something I cover in my new book, there could be trauma and emotional abuse that is tied to a smell that could be triggered by when you inhale something. That is something significant, especially when you're dealing with children and you're dealing with learning disabilities and we're seeing autism as a skyrocket. The power of smell to trigger post-traumatic stress, but also to trigger healing is profound. So yes, I think it's really important for folks to know if you use them the right way, you have nothing to worry about. But The reason why you see so many reports, and Netflix just did, unfortunately, a spoof documentary, a hit piece on the dangers of essential oil is because people didn't use them the right way. And they just slathered slathered oils on their skin, and then they went into tanning beds, and then they got burns. Well, that's not how you use them. You got to learn how to use them. I don't know anyone in their right mind who's ever, and no offense if this is you, because this used to be me, so talk talked to me, because I wasn't in my right mind. I don't know anyone in their right mind who's going to go to the pharmacy to get an over-the-counter sleep med and just take a handful of pills without at least reading the instructions. So why do we use essential oils without reading the instructions first? It's, it's an oxymoron. There are millions of people literally using essential oils without even thought. Like, you're not going to do that with your acetaminophen. You're not going to do that with your Xanax. Why would you do it with this? People don't think that they are as powerful or as medicinal as the synthetic counterpart. So I hope that's one thing that, that people get listening is a healthy respect. I don't want to say fear. You know, the Bible says the fear of God. No, We want a healthy reverence and a respect that these little droplets can absolutely change your life.
0: Yeah, and thank you so much for saying that because I totally agree. You do have to know how to use them correctly to have, you know, to be effective. Um, I've never had a negative effect or an issue in my family, but I, you know, I used to sell essential oils, so I learned the right way to use them. So I totally agree. And if um, we don't really have time to get into all the instructions today, but if you have questions about that, I'm definitely going to encourage you. We'll talk about Dr. Z's website in a little bit, and he's got (laughs) a multitude of information on there. We'll get to that in just a moment. Uh, What I really want to talk about right now is biblical health. We we are not a religious show, but you speak a lot about biblical health. um, And so, you know, I know achieving balance. You're a chiropractor. So you know how important it is to get the body into balance. And you know, that's why I love Eastern medicine because they are about bringing the body into balance without pharmaceuticals. Um, and I love that. So can you talk a little bit about what you mean by bringing the body to biblical health? What, what that is and how do we achieve that?
1: Yeah. You know, as it's again, like I mentioned earlier, there's, there's a misnomer in the Christian faith. And it's actually in doctrine. It's in dogma. A lot of folks don't recognize and know this, that in, in we're talking Roman Catholic documentation, Southern Baptist documentation, like the, the, the core beliefs of who these organizations are, two of the largest Christian denominations in the world. There, is, there are warnings against body work as being of the devil, like massage therapy and other things that include touch. And most people don't even know this. And most priests and preachers don't preach it. But in the core, and maybe this was written 200 years ago when they had a lot of witch doctors and things that they were concerned about. I don't know. I really don't. I don't know that history. But I do know that these documentation is relative. It's recent. They've been updated. And there there are paragraphs in there that warn people against things that we do. Yoga, for example. I mean, you mentioned Yoga. And you get a huge devotion in the church. I mean, at this point, what do people do? Can you just stretch? Can you enjoy the exercise without getting involved in a spiritual practice that might put you at risk of demonic interaction? Like that is really the key. And the thing is, I I don't know what essential oil company you used to represent. I'm completely not branded, by, by the way. We don't sell or promote a brand. But one thing is really important in the context of this discussion. Is we got to give Gary Young credit for what he did, the founder of Young Living, because this is from my aromatherapy mentor, Sarah Shepard Hanger, who runs the or who used to. She just recently retired, but she founded the Atlantic Institute of Aromatherapy forty years ago. Sarah told me forty years ago, forty. Yeah, I'm forty-one, by the way. I mean, this was like when I was born. Forty years ago, you couldn't get Christians to talk about essential oils. You couldn't get the church, to support what they do now. She goes, it wasn't until Gary Young introduced essential oils into the Latter-day Satan church that it opened up the world to essential oils. I mean, we could give credit to Gary Young. And the fact, and this is what Sarah told me, if Gary didn't get essential oils in the churches, we wouldn't even be having this discussion today. Essential oils would be fringe still. It would be that thing that the people over there do, the hippies do, the people that we're afraid of. So I give credit to that because especially in America, a majority of people still identify themselves as Christian in one form or another. And now you have doTERRA and young women, multi-billion dollar companies with millions and customers around the world. And that was, again, according to Sarah because the, the Christians embraced this as a safe healing mechanism. So that's really what we try to do. We try to share people, like, okay, what, what is safe for a Christian to use, what's not? And there are certain things, like, quite frankly, I, I'm a little leery of. And there are other things, like, look, like this is something that, like, CBD is another big one. So at the core is you have this physical aspect of our health right? And then this is the concern. People think of health, they think of their physical aspect. But a lot of the things is I mentioned earlier, like PTSD, I mentioned trauma. Well, that's connected to essential oils, that's connected to your health. Like, yes, like the, the foot bone is connected to the hand bone through a chain of musculoskeletal events, right? And that's what we learn as children. But somewhere down the line, we forget that our emotions are connected to our, our spiritual, you know, Connection, which is connected to our financial world, which is connected to our social world, which is connected to our mental world, right? So early on in my faith, it hit me that we have seven different buckets to life. And this is what I share to, to Christians as to look at themselves holistically in a good way, holistically. Like you have your spiritual walk, but it, it, if you can't stand your job, And if you're on the verge of a divorce and if you're whatever, if you have aching chronic pain, you can never really satisfy your calling in Christ. You can never really truly live out your purpose, your spiritual walk. If these other areas of your life are weighing you down, you're only as strong as your weakest link. And I see in my opinion, we have seven areas of life that we really need to be working on. And to me, when Christ talks about in John 10 10, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I, he said, came to give you life and have it to the full, abundant life, which is essentially our ministry verse. It's my it's my business. Our whole business is revolved around this. The abundant life, in my opinion, is balance of all the seven areas, which first is a spiritual walk, your spiritual health. And then we have mental, emotional, physical, financial, social. And occupational, like what do you do with your life? So what we saw in 2020 was a huge disruption in that social health. Like you cannot have social health when you're socially isolating. And so what did that do? We immediately saw, because people were socially isolated, we immediately saw skyrocketing alarming numbers of mental health issues. We started seeing emotional disorders, like At one point of the pandemic, and as far as I know, even at the time of recording this, Japan, the country of Japan, has reported more suicides than more deaths, I should say. We're talking successful suicides, more deaths related to suicide than deaths related to COVID in 2020. That is in the learning. How did that happen? Well, social health, your social isolation caused a cascade of mental, emotional, and then physical demise. It's the same thing can happen with physical and all the other things. So what we try to do, and obviously our 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 niche to this is the physical world, but we try to help people be healthy. But as I started teaching people about essential oils, and as we wrote our last diet book, it really dawned on my wife and I that yeah, you we can help people you know exercise and eat right and how to use essential oils, but at the end of the day, a core part of that. It's even having the emotional awareness and and acuity and I should say mental acuity and emotional awareness that you need to do this stuff. And so we've really been focusing more on the emotional health of people because at the end of the day, it goes back to self-love. It goes back to feeling that you are worth it. And if you're suffering from a state of self-loathing, if you're just beating yourself down, you know, we call it self-esteem. But if you're at a place where you don't even feel like you're, you're worth it. Then you're not going to go do the things you're not going to do. You're not going to be like my wife, who's nursing an infant, but waking up at four thirty in the morning to go to her group fitness because she knows that's important, but she also enjoys it, right? Like my wife understands; she gets the importance of the mental, the emotional, the physical, and so that's really where we're at. We leave a lot of the financial stuff to so the financial experts. Um, social well-being—we've really had to help people a lot with that by encouraging them to find new, innovative ways to staying active because the biggest, the biggest lie. This whole pandemic is this social distancing. I'll tell you, what, let's call it physical distancing. You should never socially distance from anyone. It's a misnomer that we found very early on people were communicating with our ministry team that we have on chat and email literally alone. I mean, just the other day last week, a woman through virtual tears was saying, I'm sick. I, I just, you know, I got the COVID. I can't talk with all oh, I'm not. She said, I'm not. I'm completely isolated, single person in a basically a one, two bedroom apartment. But she wasn't even communicating to her family. Like there was a sense of shame, a sense of just not knowing what to do. I just don't feel good. She was completely socially distanced. No, no, no. You, you need to never, ever, ever socially distance. If you feel necessary to physically distance, well, yeah, sure. Physically distance yourself from people. But don't socially distance yourself from people. So anyway, it's been a wonderful ebb and flow of learning what people need. And that's why we've done what we've done the last um, several years online is to try to fit all these little pieces. Because ultimately, without focusing on these seven areas of life, people are always going to be just, just stumbling through life and myself included, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love everything that you said, especially the part about the social versus physical distancing. You're the first person I ever heard put it into words in that way. But my goodness, that is so true. And there is some shame and stigma around that. And you're absolutely right. You know, It's a very difficult time. People shouldn't be socially distancing at all. We should at least be in connection with one another. So thank you for that answer. Um, I want to talk about blended families a little bit because- blended families you know we have some some additional struggles and we have lots of different things going on we have you know emotional issues we have physical issues all kinds of things and one of the issues for blended families is that it's sometimes there there are toxic relationships and it's difficult to administer medication to kids sometimes if the other household is not in agreement with certain over-the-counter stuff mm-hmm. and certain pharmaceuticals, medical care, and so one of the things I love about essential oils is that um, it's it's much more safe to use, and you probably don't need to ask permission um, in certain respects, depending on what you're going to do with it. And so I would love for you to talk a little bit. I know you have children as well. So maybe just some common uses for essential oils in the blended family, things that you can um, use for the children, uh, for whatever kind of emotional or physical, maybe just give us some tips and ideas about that.
1: Oh, I'm so glad you mentioned that because... Notwithstanding, because I know this is a big issue, right? Especially when a child has a diagnosed illness and it's a matter of, well, does this individual take this pharmaceutical or does this individual take this natural remedy? That is an issue that I know will get heated. So I'm not going to touch that per se, but what I want to touch, I think this is actually more important, is the subtle effect of transforming your health. Let me paint the picture this way. And let me give you an assignment. If you really want to live a life with spiritual, mental, emotional, physical, financial, social, right? Occupational awareness, balance, prosperity. And I'm not talking just money. I'm talking abundance, right? In, in, a, in a different way. You need to claim your home. You need your home. Now, I'm not talking declutter. I'm not talking get out the vacuum. You need to rid the home of chemicals that have been proven to create mental health and emotional health disorders and physical, primarily synthetic fragrances. So, again, kind of set the context here. Studies vary, but by and large, we spend upwards to 93 percent of our life indoors and now because of the pandemic it's 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 much higher um that was before pandemic numbers we don't even and now it's like no one even knows i mean it's just up to you probably 99 for most people quite frankly you're spending 95 plus let's be realistic 95 plus percent of your life inside i mean if you just think about that if you live to 100 that's only five years of your life outside getting fresh air getting sunlight getting vitamin d the important chemical for your immune system. What does it mean? You're breathing in the air. You're living in this environment all the time that's completely outside of how we were designed by God to live, by the way. When you're not getting that fresh air, you're not getting the volatile organic compounds from the plants. And remind me, if I don't talk about it, I'll talk a little bit about forest bathing. This is a big topic for my new book. It's like, again, I just wrote the book, so it's really fresh in my head, about being outside and just smelling the blades of grass and the blossoms from the the trees and the and the herbs and just that right there is healing. It literally is healing. It stimulates natural killer cells in your in your body, which fight off cancer. It boosts your immune system. Why am I saying this? As a blended family, you control your day to day. So yes, we're not arguing over what drug to take, but you could create an environment that. No other, you know, ex-wife, ex-husband, whatever it might be, can fight you on. They can't say, well, I don't want my kid to be outside for 20 minutes a day. Mm -hmm. I mean, just think about this. So what does that look like inside? Transform your home to a health haven. First thing, please. And this could be hard, especially depending on when the family comes together. You know, if you're dealing with teenagers that, you know, are near the family like this, these kids are set in their ways you got to be patient, obviously. you got to give them their space. But in the community area, make that into a place where they have no, ch- no choice but to be healthy. And that's what we've done. We've detoxed our home. Public enemy number one. Public enemy number one are synthetic fragrances. Linked. Proven by research, synthetic fragrances, we're talking aerosols, your cleaning products, your body care, anything with a smell to it that's not essential oil-based, let me repeat that, anything that has any sort of smell to it, including your candles, including your chapstick, anything, your perfume, that has a smell to it that's not essential oil-based can cause and has been linked to allergies, neurocognitive disorders like Alzheimer's, dementia, ADD, autism and even cancer. The body just can't interact with these chemicals. The body doesn't know what to do with these chemicals. So if you got a kid, or if you're just kind of maybe struggling with a foul mood, maybe some stinking thinking in the home, well, you could transform the environment of your house. Regardless, and I love this, by the way, regardless of what someone wants. I just talked a little bit briefly about the, the olfactory system. I mean, I'm I'm telling you, this is science. You smell citrus oils proven to stimulate a cascade that causes the brain to start releasing dopamine and serotonin and happy hormones. The kid doesn't even need to know what's going on, but they're feeling better. You don't even your husband, your wife doesn't even need to know what's happening, but they're starting to sleep better. You can literally create a medicinal environment, a healthy healing environment without any permission whatsoever from anybody because you're just diffusing essential oils into the air. It's kind of sneaky, but it's awesome. Our kids have no choice but to feel good. And if they don't, well, we do some other things. But this is, again, irrespective of how someone wants to feel. This is science. This is like forcing them to take a drug that will produce whatever desired result. It has a subtle effect. So what I challenge you to do Especially if you're trying to create a healthy, happy environment in your house. Completely throw away all your aerosols. Like that is easy to do. I know I'm I'm asking you to spend some or waste some money. I am. Like it's just throw it away. Don't even give them to your neighbor. They're not worthy enough to even give to the goodwill. It's poison. It's poison. I'm telling you this stuff. Throw away all your aerosols, all your plugins. All anything, anything that you just that quick stuff, your poo poo spray, toss it and quickly replace it with essential oil based stuff. Now, my book, you mentioned that the healing Power of essential oils has multiple recipes for little sprays, little room sprays, foot deodorizer, powders, like all kinds of stuff that helps us enhance the smell, like dozens of recipes and and blends that really produce joy and peace and help you sleep at night and all that stuff. It's easy. You get a little starter kit of essential oils and you just get to work. You can also go to the health food store and we got some good, you know, decent essential oil-based products that are already pre-made. So again, that's step number one is, is start to permeate these volatile organic compounds that are good for you into the air. And now you just transform at least the aroma, the atmosphere. Again, these are airborne, airborne. No one can be in the house without being affected in a good way. It's kind of cool. It's sneaky. Don't even tell them what you're doing. And mark my words. Mark it. I'm telling you, you're going to see a change. Settle. But you're going to see a change, especially over time. We've known people, Melissa, crazy as it sounds, especially because of our diet book that we came out with two years ago, we have people telling us that's all that they did was that little simple thing just creating a different atmosphere by throwing out the aerosols and the candles and putting essential oils. And people just started losing a couple pounds, like literally weight. Why? Because the metabolism can start functioning because when you're inhaling toxic chemicals, the body, the metabolism, sees that like a virus. It sees it as a toxic threat. So it monopolizes your metabolism. So instead of burning fat and functioning on metabolic function that you need to live, your body's in this fight or flight sympathetic state. It's called the sympathetic nervous system that is in this, like, I'm just here to survive state all day long. That's why we see adrenal fatigue. That's why we see people with so many different chronic inflammation issues, because their body can never really rest. Well, partly it's because of the fragrances and wear. Partly is because of the cleaning products. Partly is because what you put on your skin, body care so that's what i would recommend doing and of course there's a number of different things like flus and colds and you know covid stuff like that kind of like all lumped together um what do you do it's like if you have the backing of your your partner your spouse to do some natural things like we have a great what we call our flu shot it's a natural immune booster that it works it's basically what healed my wife and I of pneumonia when we were battling toxic mold, when antibiotics didn't function for us. Yeah, antibiotics helped us through a couple of weeks, but boy, when the antibiotics were out, we got the flu worse. I'm sorry, we got pneumonia worse. So we've come up with a uh, an immune boosting solution that has helped us through this pandemic and a lot of people, but that's more medicinal. I'm talking something subtle that no one can even argue. And also take it to another level. Uh, are your kids, you know, blended families, I get this, like we have close friends and family that, that are struggling with this, like how are the kids at school, um, has this affected their behavior? Again, I don't know if you're in person or virtual, but especially virtual school, it's the, maybe the hardest thing that a young person has ever dealt with in their life next to a tragic divorce, quite frankly, virtual school is causing mass mental health issues right now. I mean, suicides are skyrocketing in American children. And we just know that with other children across the world. Having happy, healthy um, orange citrus oils like um, lime, bergamot, neroli, petit green, grapefruit. These are wonderful, wonderful, happy essential oils that just have that diffusing throughout, again, throughout the the, the study room. Um, if, if your kid, if your child is in person, have like an aromatherapy necklace, like a fashion bowl. It looks like a locket that has a cotton padding or a felt padding inside that you can just put a couple drops of essential oil looks cool but it's also giving them aromatherapy throughout the day again put some happy essential oils in there i mean this is the kind of stuff that we do with our kids and we hear reports from our teachers like your kids have the best attitudes are always happy again our kids have issues too and they have down days who doesn't but it gives them i don't want to say an unfair competitive advantage but it gives them an edge you know, an edge above the rest that don't have that, that don't have that, because they're not even mentally thinking about it. It just happens without them having to be conscious of it.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that was a great answer, and I totally agree. I mean, we've used the essential oils to get rid of tummy aches, to help kids sleep, To help with allergies and all kinds of things. Um, I'm so glad you brought up your immune boost recipe because I did see that on your website and I was going to bring it up myself. So, for all of you that are worried about COVID and you feel like you need an immune booster and you don't want to buy any of the over the counter stuff, uh, his recipe is wonderful. It's on his website. I highly encourage you to go check that out among all of the other recipes that he has. um, His website is just chock full of so much. Good information. You have no idea. Um, I know we're a little bit running out of time, um, but just a couple of more questions for you, Dr. Z. Um, I wanted to know for people that are looking to go out and get essential oils, I know you are non branded. Um, I don't expect you to bring up a brand, but what I want to know is what should people be looking for when they are looking to purchase essential oils and looking for a proper company? What are they looking for?
1: You, you know, I actually have. Um, I, it's almost like a step-by-step. It's in my book, um, The Healing Power of Essential Oils. It guides you through what to look at. And I'm just for the sake of time, one thing that's key, and the one thing I want to leave you with is transparency, is that We know, just beyond a shadow of a doubt, roughly 75 to 80% of the essential oils on the market today are adulterated, which means they're either fake or they're synthetically manufactured. Likewise, that number is even higher when it comes to CBD. All right. The reason why essential oils and CBD, and don't kill me, don't hate me for saying this, I'm just a messenger olive oil and your wine olive oil, wine, essential oils, and CBD, we're talking upwards to 90% of everything we see on the shelves are not labeled properly. Why? Because no one's monitoring this stuff. Really, at the end of the day, anyone can manufacture anything and put a label on it. And why is that important? Well, you need to find a company that ultimately you could trust and transparency is key. So one thing that, all good essential oil companies do is they invest their own money. We're talking millions of dollars to third party testing and they get their oils, every batch that they get evaluated by a third party because when you start growing from the harvest and then you get all the way back to the bottle, there's a lot of hands, there's customs and there's borders and there's a lot of things that can happen from the time, you know, you just pick up the plant to the time you distill and put it in the bottle. So transparency is key, and what I want you to look for is, in addition to the the you know the recommendations I share in my book, what I want you to re- look for is a GCMS report. Now, not that I expect you to l- know how to read it. It's like basically a blood panel. It's called gas chromatography mass spectrometry. It's basically like going to the ready lab next door. To get a heart disease risk panel and then they come back and they say, oh, hey, here's your blood cholesterol and here's your blood pressure and blah, blah, blah and they give you like within normal limits, without normal limits. I'm not expecting you to be a cardiologist but you know through that executive report, through that blood panel report, whether or not you're in good shape or not. That's what the GCMS is. It's basically a high level report that lets you know if there's anything bad or good in it and all companies now that understand the significance of transparency, they have batch specific reports on their website readily available just to click, or you just email the customer support and they'll be able to send it to you. If a company doesn't have that, if they're not willing to show you that report, I, I wouldn't buy an oil from them. I really wouldn't because they, a they should be, that's part of what they do. But also it's, it's, it's something that lets you know, like, look, they're putting themselves out there and they, they recognize that their oil is good and pure, so they're going to let you know what's out there. And again, just look at the executive report I'll just say right there, one line, no adulterants found or, oh, pesticides detected or, ooh, this chemical is in there that shouldn't be. They'll let you know that. Again, I'm not expecting you to be a scientist, um, but that's a good start.
0: That's good advice. And I also always liked to pick essential oils that were not just aromatic, ones that you can also ingest and put topically on the skin. And I think that's important too, because not all of them are created to be taken internally or to be put on the skin. And so you just have to be careful with that. Um, Dr. Z, before we go, I just wanted to give you a moment to just talk about your website a little bit, your offerings, your books, your programs, anything else that you'd like to leave our listeners with before we go?
1: Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you again, Melissa, for having me. And I hope it's been encouraging for folks. Um, Just, just know simple changes can be effective and create a cascading, just healing trigger that will go through the entire family that go through the entire household. And it really starts with us as parents. And um, I want to encourage you, especially if you're quote-unquote unequally yoked with a spouse or a partner that isn't on board with you, I get it. Just do your thing and let's win him or her over because ultimately that's what happened to me, right? And if I could be won over to essential oils, I know other guys and gals can too. We have just hundreds, hundreds of resources, recipes, articles, reports, all that on our website, naturallivingfamily.com. It's our ministry to help encourage, inspire you not only just use essential oils, but to live the abundant life. And I want to encourage you to, to pick up my bestseller on Amazon. I think it's currently on number one. And ranked number one in aromatherapy it's been for three years straight called the Healing Power of Essential Oils if you're interested this is your perfect gateway into starting you'll get 150 recipes um, step by step how to buy the oil, what to know about essential oils different things that you need to make sure that you're confident using them for your family and your pets by the way, we do talk about pets because blended families oftentimes bring pets from different households, there's some things you need to know about that, about how to manage the pets naturally so, all that. Um, the book, The Journey Power of Essential Oils, is available everywhere. Books are sold. Um, and yeah, thank you. Thank you. Read it, leave a review, um, keep in touch. And yeah, Melissa, I hope we can come back on and talk about some more Essential Oils stuff. So this has been fun.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, I will be sure to put all of your links, including the book link, in the show notes for the listeners. I loved our conversation. We Unfortunately, we ran out of time because we probably could have spoken for another hour, so I would love to have you back on in the future. I'm going to go get your book myself because I could use a refresher. Um, I'm running out of all my essential oils, so I need to replenish. it. That's <laughs> awesome. I really enjoyed the conversation, and you gave us so much wisdom and insight about essential oils, so thank you so much, um, and I hope that everybody goes out and gets Dr.